When you have a busy afternoon but also have an appetite for adventurous new recipes, try Blue Apron's heat and eat meals that offer quick and simple meals without sacrificing fresh and quality ingredients. With 60-plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and wellness offerings. Order now and get $110 off across your first five orders when you visit blueapron.com unique. This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it is time for Avoid the Maze. And I have John Weberg with us. Did I see it right? You did. Wow, I did. <laughs> and uh, before John and I came online, we started talking about uh, where he is, where I am right now. And uh, we have a great connection. He is in Minnesota. And I lived in the Twin Cities for four years while I was going to high school. But that was probably way before John was ever thought of, or uh, at least in the form he is today. But mm -hmm. what I find interesting, John, is that age is not the motivator for those of us who are working online businesses and consulting and coaching and, and selling. Um, I know when I was growing up, um, and I shared this story once before, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade and mm -hmm. the teacher talked to us about that someday there would be pay TV. So right. she asked us to draw a picture of what that meant. And I drew a picture of a TV with a coin box, like you <laughs> see, and you'd put a coin in and you get to watch mm -hmm. a show. And, um, never thought it would turn out to be the way it is today that right. we for these subscriptions and uh, it is pay TV. It's not the free TV that I grew up with. Although for those of you listening, we only had three or four three stations or four. that we could watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, no, my station has came and it's, it's going to be even more aggressive. You know, you got to think about too, like the amount of people who share things online, for example, who don't get paid for any of it. They're not an affiliate marketer for any product services. You know, I just used this mop and it was amazing. Or I just used this soap and this cream, whatever. And, and they're not getting paid for it. And now it's, again, I don't know. I don't know if it's better the way it is now or it's worse. I'm not <laughs> sure. Cause I, I got a glimpse when I was younger, I got a glimpse of how the old days were. And I think I like the old days better, but if we're going to be forced to move this way, everyone might as well get paid for it. So yeah, we're definitely moving towards heavily monetized, heavily affiliatized world. And those who take advantage of it in the best way possible, in an ethical way possible, they're gonna be handsomely rewarded. Well, mm -hmm. and they will be. And I think that um, what we're seeing is such a change in attitude. Um, <laughs> you know, I have people who say to me, oh, if you're 65 and older, you actually hate online and that's not true. Um, right. Yeah, there is that handful of people still out there that hate it, but I know some very young people who aren't very you know, fond of the internet, but right. we have to stop and think that computers really took hold here in the United States, the late eighties, early nineties. So for those of you listening and you're saying you're, elder parents or your grandparents want nothing to do with computers. Uh, 
they probably had their hands on computers a long time ago. Long before, yeah. right? Long before they did. Right, exactly. But I too never thought that um, I could do what I really wanted to do in life um, before podcasting came about and blogging became something that people actually read and pay for. Um, right. And so our whole world has really changed because when I went to college, I wanted to work at a radio station or a TV mm -hmm. station. And the competition was quite tough back then. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I'm sure it's even tougher today because, mm -hmm. um, you know, they want the best of the best because mm -hmm. they are competing, as they would say, with all of us amateurs that are right. podcasting. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned that your dad basically has been an entrepreneur. So mm -hmm. you sort of learned that type of uh, work ethic. So tell us a little bit about what got you started um, and how easy or how hard it is to do the work you do. Absolutely. So yeah, I got started. I'm a, I'm a second generation digital marketer, as I, I kind of told you. And how I got started was my dad had two offline businesses. He sold like sports memorabilia, uh, t-shirts and jerseys and cards and stuff in our local mall. And when 08 happened, all business. We live in a small town in Minnesota. Debatably horrible or great place to be. Yeah. Uh, we live in, the, uh, in that small town. I think right now we have about 24,000 people, uh, 20,000 people. And in 08, that was big enough for our town just to be collapsed. Okay. We depend on the iron orange street that went down well everything kind of just went kaput my dad we lost everything we live in someone else's basement and woke for apartments we uh had our cars taken away we were almost being homeless and my dad turned to digital marketing along with also i believe at the time this is where some of the work ethic came in he had two or three jobs i believe my mom also had two or three jobs they were working non-stop doing everything they could got our family out of the situation we were in and then heavily, he got more and more involved in digital marketing. And I, as a young kid, I gamed a lot. I was a heavy gamer. And I saw it as an opportunity to kind of be online, maybe make some money, do a little something. I, I was dabbling with it when I was 13, 14. Sure. And throughout the years, I started getting more and more serious with it. I fortunately stopped gaming as much. And I started getting more and more into, well, I can actually kind of make a life out of this. I can actually... I don't have to go to college, even though I was a straight A's, all under student, I could go to any college I wanted. I'm like, I could just do this. And my dad's already successful with it. Why don't I be successful with it? So the work ethic was there. Um, I was ready to dive into business around 15 years old. My dad hey, said, hey, I'll help you. I said, this is young kids, myself. If people offer help, take it. I was like, no, dad, let me do this on my own. I'll, I got it. So for about a year, year and a half, failed miserably. Absolutely. Every dollar I had just gone, disappeared. I sunk into the business. I didn't take any advice. And then finally I was like, hey dad, maybe you can help me out with a few things. So I worked with him a little bit for about another year, finally got my own business running, doing successfully. And then from there, more and more and more and more success came, started learning a lot more on my own. And ever since really 16 years old, it's been a success. All I've done is digital marketing and business. And now it's going much more fruitfully and much more enjoyably for sure. Well, and we can almost thank the pandemic for that because most <laughs> people 
want to get their information or buy their products online. Um, I know on the weekends, um, I'm an IT consultant and trainer at a big box store. And I've been doing this on and off for, oh, 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And before the pandemic, there were still people coming in and wanting to get their training and wanting to understand what they were doing. And the staff wanted, you know, to be trained so they could sell properly. But after the pandemic, people still come into the store, but not in the droves they used to. Right, right. They look at something and then they say, okay, I'm going to go home and order it online. And I'll be standing there going, um, well, they do have it in stock. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but if I buy it online, I don't have to carry it home. And you can do all these things to help them out mm-hmm. with that. But during the pandemic, they learned to buy online. And right, right. now, and for them to come into the store, for many of them, it's just a leisurely walk. It's really not to buy. Right. Yeah. I think we're, we're getting we already are obviously very digitalized. I think it's going to ramp up even more, you know, just like with the crypto, everything going on with crypto, uh, everything going on with post pandemic, everything moving forward, just in general, you know, people are used to like, now there's remote work. Well, Grubhub is only getting started, you know, eating from 24 seven is only getting started. There's so much more. Again, I don't know if that's the best thing. I don't know (laughs) if that's what I'd probably be against it. I'm more, I'm much more because of how I was raised. I'm more in person, go out, be with people. But because it is happening, I think it's gonna it's gonna increase the the speed at which we're getting more and more digitalized. Right. Might as might as well capitalize off it, you know. Well, and you made a comment that you did well in school, but chose that college wasn't the path. Right. The knowledge that you have, you continue to grow that Mm -hmm. by working with your dad, observing, and also learning from your mistakes. And that's something that my generation was not taught to do. We were taught, Mm -hmm. do it right. And it's like, well, okay. And you think you're doing it right. And then if you failed at it, you were waiting for somebody to, to get angry with you, okay? Right, right. Someone else to go, oh, hey, you should know that, right, right. And that's one of the things I think that's helped my journey along the most is, is I'm very self-critical. Not in a, not in a bad way, because you can be self-critical in a way that you just make your life miserable. Absolutely. If anyone who's listening, if you're doing that, relax. We'll all be okay. But I'm all, what, what I did was I, I was self-critical as in, I, I believe most people are very responsible for the situation you put yourself in. Financially, relationship-wise, any aspect of your life. And I've noticed that as um, my life has developed financially in relationships with my family, with my friends, I look back and realize, oh, if I wouldn't have done this, this all would have happened. Or right. if I did do this, this entire stuff would not be going on right now. And I, I think that, yeah, that is... I don't know if that has increased or decreased the amount of people kind of focusing on like yourself being the issue and trying to make yourself better to get out of the issue. I don't know. Cause I feel like my generation, 
I hate to be mean to my generation, but I feel like it's getting worse, unfortunately. <laughs> so let's identify your generation then. You are between what ages? I, I'm 24, so I would say my generation, I would include also kind of the upcoming generation, like kids that are around like 14, 15, 16 to 30. I think yep. that generation, unfortunately, is spoiled. Spoiled, not in a, not like in a material way, but almost in a, we've had it easy compared to those before us. And that's why I think we're in the times we're in right now, because people have had it easy for so long with interest rates for housing, which is now changing. Right, with exactly. Car loans now changing. changing. All of these different things, which is now changing. It's because of, we had it so easy. And again, when people have it easy, they become relaxed. They don't work as hard. They don't have the same ethic. And it's just kind of a cycle. And we're going through the downturn, unfortunately. But hopefully good messaging like what we're doing today and other people are doing will kind of ease the, ease the downturn that's going to happen. Well, it's interesting because um, I have two sons. Um, mm -hmm. One happens to be almost 46 years old. The other one is almost 32. So 15 years between the two of them. And they were both right. brought up totally different. Okay. Oh, um, really? Yeah, my oldest son, um, it was more rigid. You know, it was like, mm -hmm. you're going to go to school. This is what you're going to do. And, you know, mm -hmm. and he was almost as rigid himself that, oh. you know, that that sort of uh, gave us the information. Okay. This is how we have to deal with him. Mm -hmm. My youngest son um was identified to be on the autism spectrum but for the most part if you met him you wouldn't even know right he he does things as typical as everybody else but when he was going to school they tried to put him into the round peg and he kept saying i don't fit that i right, need to right. do all these other things um and he felt that every mistake he made was reflection of his diagnosis. And it mm -hmm. took him a long time to finally say, no, uh-uh, you know, mm -hmm. what I want to do, I'm going to do. And he has, and yet he's looked at a number of his classmates who went off to college, got these degrees, were so independent, but then came home because they didn't like the jobs they were being offered. Oh, 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 that's entirely my entire generation. And that's where, yeah, I, I feel like I have a similar, I would get along with them very well. We probably have a similar way of thinking. I've always been very, I don't think how any, I would literally, when I was in uh, school, high school, I would argue against my entire class, all, all my classmates <laughs> and my teacher about certain ideas, topics, it could be sure. politics, or it could be just, thinking about how financials work and all this stuff. I argue against all of them at once. And I was always like, I don't understand why people aren't self thinking about this stuff and why they aren't like critically thinking about this stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's such a transition. I think that I'm glad he decided, you know what? No, I'm going to keep thinking the way I am. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me. I seem to keep doing my individualistic and that, and that's what we and I think that's what we're finding with entrepreneurs today. Yep. We're not copying each other. We may be very similar in what we're right. doing. Um, you know, I don't even know how many podcasters are out there, but 
there are so many of us right. that there's no reason that anybody has to listen to my show because there's other shows. Um, right. And so when people will say to me, well, how successful are you? How many hits are you getting? It's like, you know what? If I get one and I make a connection with one person and that right. could even be my guest, I said, that's the most important thing to me because I've gained knowledge. I've right. met somebody, a different generation, a different culture. It, it's the most exciting time in our lives that mm -hmm. we can connect and for right. how many can work from home. And that's where the digital world is. While you don't get as much personal stuff, you are able to connect with truly, literally anyone. Like for example, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Frank Kernel. On the digital marketing world, marketing world, he's like the OG, like Michael Jordan. Okay. Yeah. Like, and I've I've worked some with him, and for me that was like, oh, the online world is great for traveling, great for making a lot of money, great for a lot of different things, but also meeting some like, wow. Um, so yeah, I, I think that while it is horrible for personal connections, unless you're online a lot it, it can be good for a broader broader scale of connections right. i think exactly <laughs> so i have to bring up a personal question because you said you're from minnesota i'm yep. from cleveland um so are you a minnesota twins fan uh, i watch very little sports but i would consider myself a minnesota twins fan much more heavily a minnesota vikings fan oh okay no matter how much they lose, no matter how horrible they are, that, that's something that we always get flack for because they will never win a Super Bowl, for example. Well, they are just... Well, um, I, love, I do love the Vikings. Right now, uh, I'm not real happy with the Twins because they're just kicking our butts here in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, uh, oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> uh, but this is also the other part of digital communication, which I think is so rewarding is that we get to talk to other people that have different likes and dislikes from us right, and right. we get to learn more um you know it's one thing when you're watching it on a tv and there's no interaction no interaction and you think to yourself boy like i like that too and you want to comment on it and so we've been doing more and more of our podcast with an open audience just right. for just for that reason so that people can get their viewpoints out and right. share amongst us yeah i think that's actually i think the, why as well the online world's better is something you just said is you also get to hear when you are only one-on-one -on -one, usually in groups in person you're kind of with people who just think just like yourself right versus the online world there's all types of crazy contrary different weird messed up viewpoints and for a lot of people, that at least makes you think sometimes a little bit differently, which is what we need more of. We need Absolutely. a lot more of, you're not just always right. I mean, maybe this other perspective is at least a little bit different, but it has some good points to it. It has some good value to it. I, I, I like that line for that. You get a big, big contrast to different viewpoints. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you, according to your bio here, you have three businesses, correct? Yes, I have the affiliate marketing business, which I still do with my dad. We both do that kind of partner together. I have a consulting business where I do consulting, helping businesses grow their ROI, see more profit, 
expand through mainly improving profitability of their funnels, of their sales processes, of their follow-up, yada, yada. And then also an SEO business. And I'm working on a fourth, I'm working on building another kind of long-term exit business. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So that exit business is for people who are trying to move on into a different direction. Is that what that's all about? The exit business, it's, have you heard of Salesforce? No, I haven't. So Salesforce is basically, it's the world's biggest CRM, marketing okay. automation. It's by far, they have, I think they're worth like a few trillion dollars. They're humongous. And what it does is Salesforce provides every imaginable service a business could need. So if you need an email autoresponder, you need, you know, something like Zoom calls, you need something to book, you name it, name any function, they can have it done for your business. I decided why not make something that's not a tool, but is the education. So I'm putting together basically a vault and collection of courses that teach every single aspect of business. So from HR to having your taxes, to sales, to marketing, to copywriting, to you name it, I'm going to create this ultimate all-in-one education platform so I can train businesses and companies, employees. Um, and by doing that, their employees will generate a lot more money. And also I can charge tens of thousands to possibly hundreds of thousands of dollars per client and get paid handsomely. So absolutely, long-term plan. And it, the reason why I designed it like I did is in order to build something that's like scalable truly to like eight, nine figures, it has to be able to be sold either at a high enough price point or high enough volume. So I decided, well, I kind of mix the two a high enough volume because there's a lot of business out there right. and also a price point because you can charge a lot. If, for example, an agency, if I was to consult with an agency, I could almost literally overnight increase their profit, like their profit percentage by sure. two to three times by increasing the price point, a couple things on a sales call, uh, increasing retention, super easy to do with the agency. So if I can just take my time out of the equation and put them into a place where their salespeople can learn, saves me time and money, saves them time and money. And it, it's, a, it's a good uh, solution that kind of works for both, both parties. So that's the exit strategy business. I have about 400 hours of content to record for it still. Um, wish me luck on that. <laughs> um, I, I will. I will. So there's an elephant in the room and it's called, you didn't go to college, but yet you're creating yes. all this training Yes. for other people to take. Um, mm -hmm. Between you and me, I see nothing wrong with that. Okay? Right. Most I, mean, I absolutely. I mean, to me, I think a college degree is nice but it doesn't always get you where you need to go. Right. So how, how does a large corporation look at you? Do they ask for those credentials or they're just happy with what you're providing them? Right. Really, it depends on one, your outside appearance. So say for the website I'm designing or for any branding, I have to appear because Young age is also a huge part too, right, because I'm so right. young, immediately write you off instantly. Uh, so one is the appearance, uh, how you sound in any videos of any kind, um, how you appear, and three, really selling one-on-one. -on -one. So for example, if I can get someone on a sales call, 
as long as this is this applies to every business independent of the niche right. industry doesn't matter as long as you can relate with the person you're talking to and you can build like no one trusts them they will buy credentials in this day and age um, it depends what you're doing but credentials almost mean literally nothing how you appear and i i wish you would, how you appear sounds so to me bad because i don't think people should go off of appearances but it's just how the world is unfortunately um but how you appear how you sound the level of how fast you can output responses and how intelligently that also is kind of what dictates okay this person actually knows what they're talking about it's fast he's he sounds intelligent um that's a huge part of it so that's going to be my approach is mainly one make sure on the outside when people if they google me and or google my services and related services that i look appear sound and be professional um and two that i have the best of the best also copywriting copywriting is huge so any right. content they read should make them it should sound like i have exactly what they need to solve their problems i have the best offer for it and i have the best guarantee to ensure they're going to see the results that's another big a huge part of it too is you know other than my age and my lack of education being an issue is a lot of times people just simply don't have like a, a good enough solid offer exactly so if let's say a business knows or a corporation knows I didn't go to college, but they see that my offer includes I'm doubling the ROI in two months. Otherwise, I will pay them to be in that much more profit. They're going to go with me versus just someone who just offers, say, for example, normal consulting or whatever. So it is something that is fortunately not as much needed. And I think that dependent on the industry, I hope it goes away more and more than need for, for example, those kind of credentials. Um, and also, I think credentials should be more related to the results you generate for clients and customers. That's I, huge too. There's no way you can show it as well. I totally agree with you because we are living in a ageism culture mm -hmm. and very young and the older who are wanting to work, wanting to produce, have the knowledge to produce. Sometimes we're being pushed away because oh, totally. you're too young you're too old. Um, right. And I know that my husband and I um, went through being downsized where we were both working in mm -hmm. education um, right. because all of a sudden it was like, don't you want to retire? Because somebody in HR knew how old we were. And it was mm -hmm. like, no. And it was mm -hmm. like, well, maybe you should. Um, and so being pushed out of corporate America really made me realize, you know what, now I'm going to go do what I love to do. Right. right. But, you know, I'm still not happy that they pushed me out the door. Uh, of course. Yeah. And my husband had been struggling to get back in the door and interest and he's in IT mm -hmm. and all along they would say, yeah, you're so great, but you know, don't you want to go fishing, go golfing? And he would say, no, I'm not a fisherman. I don't like the, the sport of golf. And right. he said, like, if I don't have something to do, I'm going to sit on the couch and vegetate. Right, and, right, totally. So, so now he's working full time and he's exhausted, but he loves what he's doing. And right. the bottom line to our listeners is if it's something you want to do, you got to keep pushing. But you're mm -hmm. right, John. 
there is a, a look that you have to have to succeed in, in certain places. Like right. I said, I work um, on the weekend training at a big box store. I think the average age of the associates probably is 22 years old. I mean, that's mm -hmm. probably the top. Um, right. I don't want them to call me mom. I don't want them to call me grandma. So, <laughs> you know, right. the fact that, you know, I have um, t-shirts with the our logo on it, I go in just like them in my Good. jeans and my tennis shoes. And I am one of them, but right. I have a different set of knowledge that they need. And right. so they are accepting that from me. And I think that's what you're saying too. You're going in, you may be, you may look like their grandson, but mm -hmm. their grandson doesn't have to offer them what you are. Yep. Doesn't have the same knowledge. Doesn't have the same skills. And I've got, yeah, I've gotten that a lot throughout my my career especially with working with people yeah they they believe and again it goes both ways um my generation says old heads like oh those old heads don't i don't know if you've heard that term before but yeah, yeah we all call you guys old. I, I it's horrible but you know they don't know what they're talking about but also we have to realize well they've been living how long they've been doing this these things for how long right probably know a few things differently and again but that, that's where i also I conflict with myself because again, there, I think it's dependent mostly also on the, on the people because there are some people who are older who have learned nothing. They just keep doing the same things, but same with right. younger as well. So I think it's a mix. But one point that you mentioned, um, cause you said people are kind of saying like, well, don't you want to retire and sleep away the rest of your life, your life now? That's something that I hope I don't have where like I hit this age now, the rest of my life, I'm going to do nothing. That doesn't sound fun. No, it doesn't. It doesn't no. sound like, I don't get that. Like, why, wouldn't you want to like, even if you just stop working, wouldn't you want to like start a new hobby that you've always wanted to do? Or exactly. start doing this or like, I don't want to go yeah. fishing for 20 years straight. I want to do something. I still want to have an impact and do something, you know? Well, and one of the things I find is that when we hold our ground, whether it be 24 or at mm -hmm. 72, we, we prove ourselves without having to throw it in somebody else's face. Okay. Right. Yes, I am doing this. This is what I'm doing. You know, if it's not your thing, that's okay. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be. Um, right. And I love talking to all, all cultures, all, all people across the world, because I'm becoming a better person for it. I'm becoming right. more tolerant. Uh, never thought I wasn't tolerant, but I find I'm even more so. That right, right. You're once, more, you know, open, tolerant, more. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know, because um, I remember when I was 24 years old and I was out in the work working, um, I felt like a peon. You know, it's <laughs> like, uh, you know, well, you're not old enough, you know, to take the next step, you know. Uh, maybe you should go back to school or take additional mm -hmm. training. And I would be thinking, no, I just graduated a couple of years ago. Now you mm -hmm. want me to go back to school? No. Go I've back to enough. school again? <laughs> yeah, I have enough of that. Right. So your dad's business, do they, do your businesses overlap at all? Or yes. Yeah, so affiliate marketing is part of our business. 
we both share all the money for. So whatever we generate, we split the half and half. And we, the SEO business also is involved with it because of course, if you can rank, for example, an affiliate review for Salesforce or for ClickFunnels or ActiveCampaign or a tool or a resource, well, you can generate a lot of money for a piece of content that ranks. Right. So yeah, we've operate that together. We've done that for about, Jeez, he he counts it earlier from when I got started. I went later, so it's a, it's a mix. I would say I got serious in business when I was about fifteen. I was doing affiliate marketing then, so fifteen to twenty four, nine ish years. Um, and yeah, it's been a blessing because we we've spoken on stage together two or three times, which is sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've traveled a lot together. We just. We get along really well. We think really closely alike. Um, yeah, it's been an absolute blessing. And that's, and that's wonderful. Um, so mm-hmm. for some of you who are the younger generation and you think you can't get along with one of your parents, um, maybe, you know, try that, you know, interest that you both have and mm-hmm. uh, work on it together. So how can our listeners find you if they want to know more if they need some help in business. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us. Number one, YouTube for free. I won't charge you nothing. <laughs> Go to the link is like youtube.com forward slash C forward slash John Weberg or just look up my name, John Weberg, and learn, 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 learn. I'm a full believer of I should deliver maximal uh large-scale value to you first before you buy anything from me. So look up some of my teachings, look up any education I'm putting out there. Uh, other than that, go to johnweber.com. I have a few products on there, and if you have the budget for some consulting, that works too. Otherwise, just learn on my YouTube channel, any content of mine out there, learn as much as possible. I just want to give, give, give. And if at the end of you learning and getting as much value as possible, you think, hey, this guy's pretty decent. I want to work with him. Then... Let's talk, book a call with me or buy one of my courses and other products I have. That's absolutely wonderful. Um, I want to thank you for joining us today and, um, you know, getting me revved up. I have a class I have to take at seven o'clock today. And one of the first questions they're going to say is, what was the most remarkable moment of your day today? And I have to say your enthusiasm because um, I've really, now I've, Mondays are just not my day. Right. And right. Uh, I've changed my schedule around that typically on Mondays I won't be recording. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden this morning I looked at the calendar. It was like, like, oh no. Oh no, I'm working today. Oh no, I'm not prepared. <laughs> but uh you added a spark of life and I certainly appreciate that. I, I do appreciate that. And that is something that I do I keep hearing more and more. It's all, and it's good. And the reason why I think is because I appreciate life so much i'm living i'm breathing i get to eat food let i just love it i love it and it's amazing even if times are hard at least i'm able to experience stuff exactly so i'm just extremely thankful i I try to keep it energy um and i appreciate that and thank you so much for having me on absolutely you all take care in minnesota and uh if you get to ohio let us know okay absolutely take care